And we're back. Hello, Jen. We're back for the final episode of season five of Outlander. No more Outlander, Jen. How are you going to cope with Outlander? Uh, I think, given the last episode of this series, pretty well, Maureen. Uh, that was quite. That yeah, it was heavy going, watch. wasn't it? Yeah, tough going. That was. Um... I know you said because you watched it before me. You said, "Oh, have you seen it?" And I thought, "Oh God, here we go. It's one of those episodes." And it bloody well yeah. was boring. I think and it was. We, I think before we go any further with this recording, we ought to say, okay, in case there's uh, uh, not wanting to trigger anybody, um, but Maureen and I will be sadly discussing sexual assault and violence against women in this episode. And if that is not something that tickles your fancy, I completely get it. Don't listen to this. It's fine. You'll gain nothing from it. Um, to be fair, it didn't tickle our fancy either. Yeah, but, it didn't um, tickle my fancy in any way. But, but obviously, if that's not something you want to hear, please uh, switch, off switch, now. switch off now. So, Maureen, before we even start discussing this episode, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, thank you. Very, very fine. How are you? I've had a very, I've had a very productive morning for once, which is very unusual for me, as you know. Tell me. Uh, I'm doing a, a writing course. Did a writing course. Some of my ideas were accepted. We just have to say that. And um, and then I started a new short. I know, very unusual. And then I started a short story, a new short story. Oh, good. Well, you have been very productive, Maureen. That's fantastic. And then I've been putting together because we're going to be doing that mind comedy chat, and we've had quite a few people already uh, write in to say they want to be part of the audience. Okay, so that's now. Let's take a moment again before we start. Outlander and we're going to discuss that we will discuss the last episode of series five but before we go any further Maureen let's talk about the launch of the new my comedy chat show on is it zoom it will probably be zoom yes <laughs> it's very it'll be online it'll be, it's not going to be definitely going to be online weirdly it will, it will almost certainly be online it's very exciting so Maureen I actually can't wait you're one of the guests obviously along with Alice and Jim Smith one. Uh, uh, Alison Jean Smith and Lindsay Hulse, Santoro, sorry, Lindsay Santoro, she's now known. And that will take place on Thursday, the 21st at 8.30. All being I'll well. Be well, obviously I'll be there because I'm <laughs> in it. You're in it. And can I just say, someone's already donated money towards it. Well, that's great. Fantastic. I don't want to boast, but we've got a whole £4.45 in the pot. Well, that's incredible. Split that pound each. Round each, Maureen. That'll go towards a curly whirly. <laughs> How's your week been? My week has been a okay. I mean, just just trying to get my head round. I have good days and bad days, Maureen. I have days where I'm like, this is fine. Everything is okay. Uh, life is sweet. Get on with it. And there are other days where I look into the abyss and I think. I know long. Is that your diary? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say the abyss. Well, it's hardly an abyss. It's more like snow blindness because it's so blank. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, oh, did today, you I'm okay. But this, uh, I had a couple of days uh, this earlier this week where I, it wasn't that I was, I just found myself in a sort of existential crisis morning. But I think that's normal for everyone. I did, oh, I did the go I did the government thing, you know. About, so I've got I'm getting money now, so I'm, that's cheered oh, me up. Maureen, I did it just this morning, so it's uh, really quick and easy, isn't really it? Quick, and they went, oh yeah, here's your money. You'll get it in six days. I was like, what? 
How easy it was. Nothing I've ever done with HMRC has been that easy. All that quick. So uh, whilst I really want to slag the government off, um, although it I, has been, it's more, it has been really easy. I know, but I think really that's just, that's just that, that's the civil service uh, rather than the government. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've got to give them some credit, but I, I can't do it right now, Maureen. I just can't. I can't, even though I'm getting money for nothing, I can't give <laughs> any credit. So anyway, so we've got your My Comedy thing, which is going to start next week. Yep. Uh, obviously, we do our Instagram lives every Tuesday. To less and less people. <laughs> like our podcast, fewer and fewer people in every week, but relentlessly we continue. Um, it hasn't diminished how much I enjoy them. So you'd think, as I watch the numbers... <laughs> Clock but you know what? There are there are core listeners who listen have obviously watched and listened to everything we've done just from what they all the comments they make. I, I know, and I appreciate them. I appreciate them. I, I don't want them to think for one second. I don't. So we I know you put it off. Two things in the diary next week, Maureen. Lee calls you Noreen. Um, we've got two things in the diary next week, Tuesday and Thursday. Yes, that's it. That's my social life sorted. Bang. To be honest, that's busier than I normally am. <laughs> no, oh, what, do lockdown? Yeah, no, no, no. It's definitely busier than I normally am. <laughs> right, I, I, what, I've, I'm trying to delay. I know you're trying to put this off, but let's, let's start on... Uh, so, um, at the beginning of this episode, we see Claire's been kidnapped. And, and from the very beginning, we know that it's... it's there's, like, the way they open it is unusual. Like, it's, it's, there's very little scenes. It's discordant music. It's very eerie. Um, at the beginning and then we we go into like a 1960s Claire's kind of a Stepford wife isn't it in this kind of model 1960s late 1960s house yes and she's there Thanksgiving Uh, Jamie's there even though it's 1960s um, America he is wearing what he would normally wear uh, he's got like a modern leather jacket on hasn't he but he takes it off and then he's in his kind of 18th century wear yeah Marcelie's there with uh, Fergus. Fergus and uh, young Ian turns up. He's an American soldier with a flat top haircut. And Jocasta and Murta are a couple there as well. So yep. Murta's been resurrected Murta. in a yellow suit, Murta's a lemon suit. in one of the nasty suits. Um, <laughs> and they're all sort of getting on and Claire doesn't really say much. She just looks on into the middle distance. Doesn't say anything. What? I don't think she says anything. She's, she, it's like she's... Um, that's what I just said. Yeah. I just, oh, I thought I said she, Claire doesn't say anything. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Stay with it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I did say Claire. I, my intention was to say that Claire didn't say anything. Yeah, you did. I you said did. Claire said something. Yeah, or hardly says anything, I think. So. Anyway, she doesn't say anything. And then this is quickly dispersed. We soon see that... It's cut in between with ha- what's happening to Claire in the 18th century. And the first time we see her, she's kind of gagged and bloody and, 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 and beaten. And, and then it, it kind of backtracks as to what happened to her. And we find yeah. out that Lionel is really pissed off with her because he realised that she was Dr. Rawlings. And she was advising women on how to avoid pregnancy, which is... Um, I think, you know what this is? I mean, I, I, I really didn't like the storyline, but I, I thought it was a really, it was a really eviscerating uh, depiction of how misogyny works 
how women who speak up uh, tend to be. That inadequate men really hate that kind of woman. That, I mean, with a hatred that's really, I find, um, hard to comprehend. Yeah, well, it's about power and control and not having power in your... Or, or being able to control certain aspects of your position in society or, or, or your life and acting that control out by being through violence against women or against yeah. anyone that is um, that you perceive to be uh, someone that you, you can exact that violence on without any recourse. He picked on the wrong woman, as we know. But uh, so we know that Claire has been uh, tied up and she has been gagged and in a, in certain flashbacks we see what's happened uh no, she's been, she's been they, they beat the shit out of her and we see that there are certain men within the group the browns group that believe that she's a witch and so are reluctant to touch her or go near her or hurt her not because they feel anything that's happening well, they think it's wrong, but because they think she's a witch and that she will exact her revenge and they don't want that to happen. And to give Claire her due, she does show quite a spirit. She's enterprising. She tries to get the Tebby on side because he be he really believes she's a witch. Yeah, so uh, and she's a young West to... Indian guy who yeah. believes that she's a witch and she's like, plays up to that going, if you help me, I will ensure that you'll, that, you know, that the spirits don't attack you and you will be okay. And all you have to do is pretend to drown me and or, or, or put me in the water. And I'll escape. And I'll, and escape. I'll leave you. I won't kill you. And I won't. And I won't. And I'll make sure that when, yeah, when it all kicks off, you, your life will be spared. Anyway, of course, that doesn't happen. Uh, I can't remember who intervenes. Who? Somebody. Uh, uh, Hodgepile, the, 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 the soldier intervenes. He goes, I'll take her across the river because Tabby was going to take her over the river. And she puts up a fight uh, and says, no, no, I want to go with him. And that's uh, annoys Lionel. That's when he punches her and, and then gags her so she can't say anything else. It's um, up to what eventually happens. Like, you know what's going to happen. So even before it happened, I was like, that is the inevitable conclusion of what is going to happen here. Suffice to say... She's the tied up. The, the oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, you go ahead. I, I was just going to say that sort of uh, uh, what is dividing these flashbacks and these flash forwards are these moments which come back to the Stepford wife sort of like 60s with that music um, playing yes. that's 60s music playing I know it's, it's probably a piece of music I should know but I don't know it um, and that is seemingly what is keeping her She's associating, isn't she? So, so, so she's, she's associating. So she's having. So she, she's imagining this world with all the people that she loved, having Thanksgiving in the sixties, in the in the in America, and and so that she's not, so that she can sort of not experience what's happening to her physically, in the present. Um, um, and and I think that I mean I'm grateful that it, that that was there because it means that we don't really see what happens. It's kind of it's hinted at. But we don't really see it, which I'm very thankful. It's not as graphic as it, like season one, when what happened to Jamie, which I, I really couldn't have. Yeah, I think it would be really hard to put a viewer through that. Or yeah. an actress, or an actor, rather, to put them through that. Um, and, I'm, so, and, I'm great, and I'm grateful that they didn't. Yeah, yeah. So um, she's, at one point, she's tied up against this tree by her neck. She's almost choking 
on the gag and then the indian when dingo comes over to see her and we realize very soon that he's from the future well we? because earlier on when that point where she was fighting you know uh when she was fighting so that they were going to chuck her in the water well not chuck her but to carry her across the water rather sorry um she says something like uh, jesus h christ oh yes roosevelt and something or other jesus h roosevelt christ yeah. jesus h roosevelt christ thank you maureen and he comes over to her and he asks her a question which is do you know who ringo star is and she says he's a drummer he's a drummer and he's like i knew it you're not a witch you're like me you're from the future and again claire she's very quick off her feet she's like she tries to get him to encourage him to let her escape. She goes, look, I know I was made to your utter truth. I can tell you what happened to him. Uh, let me escape. But he doesn't seem to I think that what's going to happen stones. to him is too bad. I can take you to the stones. He's like, yeah. oh, he has come from the future to save the Mohawk. No, save the Native Americans. But um, Oh, I thought it was specifically the Mohawk. Mohawk. No. Because he doesn't know what happened to Otter Tooth, who was killed by the Mohawk. So he's very surprised that, you know, Otter Tooth was killed by the Mohawk. But then he says, but why, when we came there to, sa came to save them? But they were saving all of the Native... They wanted to save all of Native Americans. Why did they save all of the Native Americans? That's absolutely well, true. Well, the radicals, who knows? It was the 60s. But... Um, I mean, there's a lot... But anyway, he doesn't, he doesn't help her. And then uh, we go back to the dream, her dream-like thing, where... Um, Basically, Lionel and Hodgepole turn up as policemen. So even in her imagined life, that become her imagined life that becomes a nightmare because they tell her that Roger and Brianna and Jemmy have been killed. And then we see the real Roger, Brianna, and Jemmy, and we find out Jen. Where did they get to through the stones? Exactly where they started. And what were they thinking of before they got through the? What were you thinking of before you went? I was thinking of home, and it turns out home is where they started, and the stones knew that and chuck them back out again <laughs> to young Ian. I mean... He looks very surprised. I, Jesus, I just... You're back! No fucking shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I mean... He wouldn't have known who Sherlock was, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I'm saying it to you, not to him. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Anyway... So anyway, they decide to go back. Now, this is where the, 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 it doesn't make sense. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Okay. Right. Because they get back, they get back to the ridge, and it's uh, the journey to the stones is two weeks there and two weeks back. Given that Claire has been kidnapped the day they left the for the stone, they were at the stones, somehow they managed to do a two-week journey in a day because they're there the, by nightfall before Jamie heads off to... No, weird. they make the journey... And they, they probably should have split the journey up into two days, Maureen. That's what you've missed out on. But they didn't. No, it's, it's a two weeks journey away from to the I Stones. I know, Maureen. I know. I know. I know. I'm actually agreeing with you. Wow. Oh, are you? So, that was so, so surprised at that. We're really at cross purposes. I was literally just saying. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Listen. I get it. It was a long no, they, journey. They get back. made short. And they come... Uh, they, they, they don't uh, spend the night camping because they see the cross burning and they know that something horrible has happened. And so they travel through the night to get home. And uh, they find out what's happened. And Roger has a moment where he goes, I'm coming with you. And everything. Perfect. He goes like that, does he, Maureen? I'm really, I'm really. <laughs> 
at that point, the script writers have given up. They've gone, what should we get Roger to say at this point? I don't know, something like, okay, that seems to make sense at this point. No, but he's going, you know, you told me I was your son or whatever. I don't know. It's all very meaningful. Um, and then we're back at the campsite where, this is a horrible bit, where um, Lionel gets his nephew to rape Claire. Then he kicks the shit out of her, rapes her himself, and then basically invites everybody else to rape her. And fortunately, that's just hinted at. We don't, we don't see it, thank God. No, because she's having, she's having Thanksgiving dinner. Um, uh, I was really glad that they, they just hinted at it. And then the next thing you know, uh, the, the brands are under attack. I did, it, the cinematography was interesting because they, they was kind of all painted in hues of reds as if they were in hell. And um, obviously, Jamie and his men killed the Browns or take them prisoners. Uh, Roger kills his first man. He uh, finds Claire. I thought Balfe was, I thought Cat Katrina Balfe was brilliant in the, uh, you know, she's, um, she's so traumatized, she can hardly speak. She can't even, you know, Jamie goes, who, how many? And she can't, she goes, I don't know. And then Jamie comes on a play, a plaid, which is kind of a reference back to the, when they first met. And um, he, he goes, well, kill them all. So they just kill all the prisoners. You knew that was going to happen. It was a yeah. I yes. I mean, it's uh, you don't feel huge amounts of uh, empathy or uh, for them. No, Do I don't know. I mean, I didn't. No, I felt pretty much nothing. Uh, so the men that haven't been killed are killed, and then, but of course, one person survives. Of course, they do. Has to be bloody Lionel, doesn't he? And it's 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 only Lionel. Lionel survived and he's taken prisoner and he's an obnoxious prick even as a prisoner isn't he yeah I mean you know what he's got a, he keeps asking for mercy given what he did to Claire's a fucking cheek and also he comes across as a big man and then when he's kind of imprisoned he's he's a he's a kind of a cowardly wreck I mean Claire of course is in an utter state and she's got the dilemma she uh, is glad that the men were killed but as a doctor she's obviously pr pr promised to do no harm so she's in a quandary about that. And then obviously Jamie wants to kill Lionel, understandable. Um, and she's, she's in a quandary about whether she should allow Jamie to kill him because obviously she believes in doing no harm. And then she goes to the surgery, she sees Lionel, shakes her to the core, and she promises him that she won't do him any harm and then is utterly... And then he's emboldened by that. Yeah, he thinks Marsley. he's all right, brilliant. Marsley's he's rude like... to Marsley. He's no, never what? heard of never to piss off a Scott. Bad move, mate. What does he do? Uh, he says, oh, do you know what? I'm quite hungry. Better get me some food, make it tasty. And I like it delivered with a smile on my face. And just so you know, when my brother finds out what's happened, he's going to come around, he's going to murder every single one of you. Extra salt, please. Weirdly, Marsley didn't take that that well, did she? No, and uh, she basically kills him. She just says... Uh, with an injection of hemlock. She just says, you know what? Claire took a vow to, to do no harm, but do you know what? I don't think I took that vow. <laughs> rams a syringe into his neck <laughs> hemlock full of poison basically and uh we all applaud good for marsley and you know for i mean she's an 18th century woman so she does believe in her soul she does believe that you know god will she does believe in hell so she's murdered somebody and it's clearly gonna it, i think it shows how much she feels for claire that she's willing to endanger her soul by killing somebody on her behalf because she's so angry at what he's done to her you know, and Jamie comes and goes, don't worry about it. Because I don't think Jamie's got her. those. And to her, like, you know, 
she nearly lost her life and her baby. Yes, that's true. That's so, true. So it was very upbeat. Um, other little bits, obviously, Claire's reunited with Brianna. Brianna, well, she's happy about, obviously. You know, I mean, there's very, there's rarely, there's barely a person in that family that hasn't been sexually assaulted just wait yeah i mean this is my problem with outlander obviously it's not the tv series fault it's the it's the original source material but all three main leads have been raped and i just think um it's excessive you know and, and, and series one four i thought it was people have been raped four huh brianna oh yes claire you know i think i don't know i mean like season one it, it you thought it was turning the trope of sexual assault on its head, but now you just think, is this the only way that you can move a story forward? Or you, I, I um, find it very Or maybe unsettling. it's a way of saying, isn't it lucky we don't live in those times where that was, was that, a lot of the time it wasn't even perceived as sexual assault and violence against men and women wasn't really perceived in the way it is now. No, but also, I mean, uh, my problem with this also, I think it's it's slightly unbelievable. In the 18th century, women were considered property. So that, that was it. That's how you were thought. So the damage, raping Claire would have been seen as damaging Jamie's property rather than a crime against her. So I find it very unbelievable that the Browns would have, uh, even though in my, how much they hated Claire, that they would have kidnapped her because they would have known that Jamie would come after them. You know, Jamie's powerful. He can, he can raise a militia. He's got men. He's a friend of the governor. To attack a woman of somebody with that high status, that's quite a daring thing to do. They would have known, and they would have needed to have killed everybody who saw them because, you know, they just left witnesses there to go, oh, it was the Browns. I don't think they would have done that. I just think yeah, but I mean, women it's, it's in that position that, would not be attacked. Yeah, but it, Lionel is a thin-skinned, uh, small man who was slighted by Claire and needed to exact his revenge or mm. to prove his manhood by doing it and I don't think he's very bright and I don't think he's I, I think he's impulsive and you get all that backstory don't you in other episodes because his brother constantly talking about what a prick Lionel is but it's his you know it's that classic my brother's a moron but he's my brother and I love him and uh, and Lionel is a moron and and he and as when Jamie finally delivers Lionel's dead body to yeah his uh, brother takes it really well he doesn't though he doesn't. He doesn't. He knows that he can't at that point, after he knows what Lionel has done, he can't say, he can't do anything, but he just lets Jamie know, in time, I'm going to come back and I'm going to revenge my brother's death and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I, my money's on Jamie. I don't, I don't think he took it that well. He went, all right, son, have a cup of tea. Well, no, at first he goes, well, you know, I know what, he kind of admitted who Lionel was and he brought it upon himself. He does say that, doesn't he? Yeah, but what I mean is, is that... If he'd have left it there, you'd have gone, wow, he took that well. But then he goes, uh, and you did what you had to do, and now I'm going to do what I have to do. Yeah. So he didn't take it that well. But he didn't lose his shit in the moment. I don't yeah, know. I think it was quite foolhardy of Jamie to go there by himself. I mean, but anyways, that's Jamie for but you. But he's got a contract for Series 6, so he probably felt quite <laughs> confident. Let's face it, there's not going to be Outlander without Jamie. Jamie Fraser is there without Sam Hewen there is no Outlander so pretty safe bet pretty and then the ending the ending is basically uh it's just the I suppose the cornerstone of Outlander is the love between Jamie and Claire so they're kind of holding hands while they watch their family go about their day and they kind of say I love you 
and then at the end they have i think they've had sex but they look like they've had a love scene and they're just holding each other you, you think or they're just holding each other do you i think? don't think they've had i don't get because normally when they've had sex they've got that sex mood about them i think they're just doing that they're naked together they're being intimate with one another and he's he's almost cradling her Yes, she's like a baby in his arms. Feel, I mean, they might have had sex, but you kind of get the feeling that she's probably not ready for that. I'm, uh, Jesus. Anyway, I didn't enjoy that episode, Maureen, and I've enjoyed no. talking about it. So there we are. That's that. This is probably our shortest uh, podcast, I would think, on the subject. No, we've had shorter ones. Believe me, we've had ones at about 15 minutes that I've dragged out just with more <laughs> chat. So, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, I can see, I mean, presumed, I don't know where it appears in the, in the book, but I suppose I can see why they had this as the ending, because then they can move on from that. In, in oh, I know, but now we know it's going to be about the bloody Browns still, because we've already had that seed sown that he's going to come back. And Willie, again. it's going to be about Willie as well, isn't and it? Willie's going to make an appearance. Who's Willie? His legitimate son, because... Remember all that? Oh, yes, sorry. Well, the mention of Willie in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, with Lady Jane Greggs. Uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm sorry. I, I, just for a second, I was like, who is Willie? <laughs> it's been a week and I've already forgotten. <laughs> I mean, the amount, of st- the amount of crowbarring they had of Willie into the episode. I mean, bloody hell. No, you're right. If he right. doesn't appear, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, I was wrong. So I made the uh, call that Brianna and, um, What's his name? We're going to go back. Let's say go back, go forward in time. And they haven't. Well, I, would, I was with you on that one. I thought that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, given the horrific things that happen in this time, I've just been like, I've got to get out of here. This is the worst. This is like the worst ever. I mean, given what happened to Claire, wouldn't you be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the stones and see if it works this time. Yeah, I'll just keep going back until the stones uh, figure out that actually when I was thinking of home, I'm thinking of home. This is when you got it. See, this is what it tells. It helps when you're more specific. Home is too vague. You have to be really a bit more specific, don't you? Yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So, that's so what, you, what, what, what have you thought of this season? I have to say, I have no. I haven't rewatched a single episode of season. No. Five. And why would you? I, uh, I'm. I just don't even care about the next series. <laughs> I really. <laughs> struggling to care i mean i don't even know if we, we <laughs> don't know if i can watch it maureen i don't know it's a real it really feels like homework <laughs> you know how people do shows and it's because they love them like they love game of thrones they love i don't know some hbo drama i mean um, you'll be pleased to know given that there's lockdown i mean it, it won't be on for the next i should think next two years or something will it oh great well as i'm heading to an extra big towards 50 I'm still talking about the same fucking show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't feel positive about that, Maureen. But yes. No, it was, it was, I, I don't know, it was like, a, it's always with Adeland, apart from season one, it's like, season's always two halves. So the beginning half was all filler. Second half of the episodes kind of had some plot. Yeah. They had some action. And then the, I mean, of course, they've got no choice to depict it from the original source material, but... The, the whole story with Claire, I could have happily done without, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I just didn't need that to happen to Claire. Or to anyone, or to Marsley, or to anyone. I just could have really done. I mean, if I was Marsley, I'd be like, I've got to get out of here. These people are. 
I mean, I have to say uh, to the uh, producers, it was done with a lot of uh, thought, tact and sensitivity. Yeah, I know, but I just, I, I'm of the feeling that I don't really need to see. I mean, there's been so much of it, and I, obviously we know that it still continues to this day, but I just don't, when I'm kicking back and wanting to relax at home and watch a show, I don't want to see that. Maybe it's because we're too, you know, I think you get to a certain age, when you're in your 20s and 30s, I think you can manage stuff like that a bit easier, but as you head, like, as we get older, I feel like, no, you I've never been, yourself that stuff. You're like, I just don't. I've never been a fan. I remember watching a, a, a like a western with a, a boyfriend and some woman. It was a, like a Mexican thing, and they were dragging her into the church to rape. And I was like, no, go and watch that. And he was like, well, these things really happen. It's like, yeah, I know, but I don't need to watch them. I didn't, you know, just I've never been. A, well, I just I can live without watching scenes like this. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Maureen. I'm with you. So that was season five. So um, a season that I don't think either of us will be watching again somehow. Well, Maureen, you're not going to believe this, but I haven't rewatched a single episode of any series. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that you can fathom. <laughs> not series one, not series two. <laughs> yeah, I've moved on now to the Ministry of Time. That's what I keep rewatching. Well, look, I think if you have a show that brings you that much joy and that much comfort and that much, you know, and helps you sort of switch off from the reality that we are in prison, then why the hell not? And that we have a shit show for a government who don't seem to understand <laughs> how to get us out of this, or even, they know how to get us into it, but not out of it. Then yeah, there's, there's gonna be, you're gonna wanna watch something to distract you, aren't you? I can highly recommend- You know what, can I just say the Ministry of Time were actually taking the piss out of Boris Johnson. This is a Spanish TV programme. It was quite funny. I won't bother. It won't really work with translation, but it was funny. And I was like, oh, bloody hell. Even the Spanish are taking the piss out of us. It's like a popular, it's like one of the most popular TV programmes in Spain. And they're just taking the piss out of the Brits. I and, think. And it was right on the money as well. I think we are internationally a laughing stock, but not, uh, not even a laughing stock. I think people are actually just saddened by what's happening here. I think they just can't believe it. Um, but anyway, we do always promise never to talk politics more, so let's try to stick to that. Um, I mean, we don't really, we're not, we don't really have any strong opinions anyway, do we? Politically? No, 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 nothing. Hard to tell who we vote for. No. Huh? It's hard, to tell, <laughs> hard to tell who we vote for. Hard to tell who we vote for. I like to keep that neutrality in our <laughs> podcasts and blogs. So really anyway, Jen, we'll be talking about other things, so we've got to think of things to talk about for our next podcast. Boring. I don't have any, I mean, I'm struggling with these Instagram lives, if I'm honest. I've got nothing happens all week. And then I have to kind of like create something from nothing. I mean, I mean, I can talk. I can talk. There's no doubt. But even I'm like, <laughs> you've got nothing to say. There's nothing to say. I'm going to have to literally start leaving my house just to, I don't know. Can't even hear Maureen. She's laughing. You can't hear her. Just whispering on about <laughs> anyway, I did, what I, did, I, did a, I did a I did like an online um I did an online like sort of panel show thing with Mark Olver, and uh, one of the questions was um it's like I, I won't go into the thing but everyone has to ask a different question and one of the questions was uh, Nate what is the thing that you what is an opinion of yours 
uh, that you would never put on the internet for fear of being publicly shamed. And I said, everyone else, I, I said, <laughs> I actually think <laughs> clapping for the NHS is a bit of a waste of time, right? Now, I want to put it into context. <laughs> Only in as much as on my street, it really just feels like it's just Chloe and I clapping by ourselves, you know? <laughs> but now I'm thinking that's going to go out on the internet and people are going to go like, ah, oh, she doesn't care about the NHS. She thinks the NHS isn't worth protecting. She thinks people on the front line don't deserve a round of applause. Who is this bloody lesbian? But actually, everyone else said things like, oh, I don't like jam. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I've really messed up here. We messed up here. <laughs> it is a controversial opinion, but I, I'm, I'm of the mind that we just don't vote the Tories back in. But there we go. Um, far more effective. I think that's much more effective than standing outside a house clapping into the abyss. <laughs> you know what? When you get your own show on BBC One, they'll bring that up. They'll find that clip and they'll play it. When I get my own show, BBC One. Oh, gosh. Oh, Maureen. <laughs> When hell freezes over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that actually made me feel a lot better because I can't. That's uh, clearly not something I need to worry about. <laughs> okay, Maureen. This has been absolutely wonderful. As always, I've enjoyed your company. Thank you, love. I haven't enjoyed talking about this show. This will come across in the podcast, I'm sure. We would like to say hello and thank you to anyone that's got to the end of this particular episode because you must be either a fan of the show, Outlander, or really bored, us, or you've fallen asleep and you've just woken up. <laughs> is it still on? Oh. Yes, it is. It's still on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, All right, guys. let's say goodbye, Maureen. We'll be back next Bye, week. Jane. Not talking about Bye, Outlander. We'll be talking about... Oh, God. Your day trip's out, Brighton. <laughs> Bye.